You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious! Here we are. Uh, here we are. Uh, it's the um, we're on the um, eve, not really the eve of the Melbourne Cup because the Melbourne Cup is um, six days away. It is. And That's I've put a call into the uh, guru, the man who's won more Melbourne Cups, the man who was a guest, the great Lloyd Williams. I've uh, put a call into him. I should have done it earlier. I'm waiting him. Isn't that called inside trading? Getting inside information from the top, like who can just ring Lloyd Williams other than you? Well, you set up his gym when he started uh, at the Crown, so you know him probably better than me. I I don't think so. That was about 25 years ago. Oh, I see. Well, what, is there a time limit on how long you know? (laughs) Well, I just don't pull out the phone and say, I'll give Lloyd Williams a call. Well, Well, um, importantly, does he have a tip? Well, he hasn't quite got back to me, but by the time this is finished today, uh, I hope he will because he's uh, very reliable about um, getting back anyhow. Uh, so that, 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 that was that. Now, why did I mention that? Oh, because it's on the eve of the... Well, it's not really the eve. The eve means the day before, but this is... It's uh, still got Derby Day to go. Ah, not worried about all the riffraff. We're worried about the main race. Uh, so uh, that's, that is that now. I want to ask you a question before I get on to... I've seen the most extraordinary advertisement for... Um, I'm going to just do this in a minute. Uh, the most extraordinary advertisement from seek.com who are looking for to place a uh, person in a position at a sporting club. Well, you've um, been looking for a job, have you? <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm, I, that's an interesting question. I wonder who qualifies for the job I'm going to mention in a minute... But I want to ask you this question, uh, and I only ask this because, uh, because, if you were, if you were, I uh, both of you, Ivan and Sue, did I mention that Ivan and Sue were in the house? Uh, Go ahead. If you were in a uh, poker game, yep. now listen to this, and you had four of a kind in your hand. And you were playing against someone who you knew money was no object, like a billionaire, and you were at Las Vegas. Would you bet? If that, would you bet on all the money you had that your hand would win? So there's only two hands that beat a four of a kind. Four of a kind. And that is a royal flush. No. Uh, there's a routine flush and a straight flush. That is ace, king, queen, jack, ten, or ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five of the same suit. Would you bet if someone said, all right, um, it was $1,000, and they said, oh, well, I'll, I'll make it 2000 They said, all right, let's make it 4000 And you had that, and they said, and it got up to all the money you had in your whole life, $10 million, or whatever it is, five, ten million. And the bloke said, oh, W, he said, 10 million or nothing. Would you bet, 
Would you gamble your life on the fact that you had your four of a kind, or let's just go one step further. Say you had a straight flush, and there's only one hand that beats a straight flush, and that's a royal flush. All right, so you're, you're asking whether I... Would you have I'm, the guts to bet your whole livelihood and put yourself into the YMCA for the rest of your life and be a pauper, or, or go to the next level in life and win $20 million? Would you take or, the gamble? I couldn't. I, I don't think I could. There well, you, you lost me at poker, so I didn't know what a flush was. I'm a roulette girl, so I've got no idea what you're talking about. But yeah. in hindsight, I'd say no. I could be living down on the so, Beaconfield so Parade so, with so, the other So the chances woman. of someone at a poker table getting a royal flush to beat your straight flush or four of a kind, when you get four of a kind, you look at this and say, that is unbeatable. If you were playing in a normal game, you'd put everything you had in it and maybe lose $500. Would you lose your whole life savings by gambling that someone wouldn't have this man over here opposite you whose money was no object, who would just bet and bet and bet because it didn't make a difference? Would you have the guts to bet that well, I think of if the I one w- hand that would beat you, he would have? If I was in that situation, if, because it's an if, I probably would because you'd be in a situation where it was all or nothing and you were winning, so you would, I would. But it's not based on skill. Oh, it's well, only based well, on hypothetically. So what, what did you say who then? Who gives a rat? What did you say then? Did I confuse you? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you, had, you said you had nothing to lose. You had your whole life But savings. why would you be gambling anyway? So if you're gambling... This is a hypothetical oh, really? question, Sue. <laughs> Would you sit I'm opposite no a man whose money here. was no object and that one hand that would never come round in... I don't know what the odds of you having a, a straight flush and him having a routine flush or whatever it's called yep. uh, to beat you in one hand because he just... Mate, he just Do I know the billionaire? Would I know him? Would he be a friend? There's nothing to do with it, Sue. This well, maybe then he would feel sorry for me that he took my house away and give it back to me. Uh, you're reminding me of someone that used to be here on this podcast. What are you talking about? I'm just saying, would you bet your whole life that that man or woman or person opposite you would have the only hand in the world I'll that could beat you? I'll stick to my original answer, no. No, you wouldn't? No. What no, about you? No. Well, look, you could play it, this is your only time in life. You Don't could. sit on the fence, Ivan. No, Come on. on. No, this would be good. Go on, Ivan. <laughs> All right. This is, I'd look at it like this. No, because there's no skill in it. There's no, no skill. Don't worry about that. There's but nothing to do with it, mate. You've got the second best hand oh, in the... <laughs> don't do can, this uh, Possibly, how often would it come up? It's so rarely. Well, and would you bet that it could not possibly come up the man opposite you or the person opposite you would have the only best hand in the world that could beat you? Oh. Would you put your whole life on it? No. I, I couldn't. I don't think I could. There's too many people relying so on me. What's your point? Uh, my point is... At what stage do you take a risk and say there is no way I'm not going to be bluffed out of my uh, bluffed out by this? And if you threw your hand in, he said, "Well, the my best hand I had, the best highest hand I had was an ace. I had ace high was my best hand, but I bluffed you out of it because I just went to the next level with money and I knew you'd fold." <laughs> but isn't that why billionaires are billionaires because they take the highest yeah. risk? Yes, but it's always calculated. And this they're, not, is they're not going to really? roll it. Yeah, billionaires sure, have failed more Lloyd. times than you and I. They have failed. It's how you get get Absolutely, back up. Absolutely, but do- they haven't put the farm on it, have they? They've just Ooh. made a calculated 
Um, now that's ooh. the point. They haven't put the farm on it because, yep. and this is uh, this is indirectly as a response to what Lloyd Williams yep. told us about yep. his betting with Kerry Packer, that he put uh, did he put uh, seven million dollars on a horse, and as he was at it lost, and as he was leaving, he put eleven million to four million on the <laughs> a horse as he was leaving. And, Incredible. And uh, the actual horse won. He didn't even. I think he just. I don't know why he backed the horse as he was leaving. Because money is no object, and it didn't matter. Eleven million, but and he put the bookie he out of business. Sat sat opposite Kerry Packer, and he said, "Right, oh, ten million to nothing. I've got a better hand." You would probably say, you, "You'd look at it. You say you could not have a better hand than that." And bugger me, dead. Uh, he might, and you wouldn't even know because yeah. you would fold, wouldn't you? Well, did he lose or win? Who? <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Lloyd. Lloyd. Yeah, he won. Yeah, he won. What, what was that? The 11 to 4, and he put the, the Sydney bookmaker out of business that day. I, I, he said that. What is wrong with you two? I just said that. I just said Kerry, as he was leaving, he'd lost $7 million on a horse in a previous race, and as he was leaving with Lloyd, he put $11 million to $4 million with this bookmaker, and the horse won. I'm, that's what I'm saying, that money was no object because he could... Take the gamble and he could call you bluff. Would he call you bluff? I'm not going on with this any further. Very good. What you've asked, <laughs> three of two of you have asked the most, uh, n- they haven't had nothing to do with what I was asking you. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Anyhow, there you are. So that's an interesting thing. Uh, you might ask your, if you, anyone's, if anyone is still listening to this, you might ask your friends, would you Are we recording? bet that someone would have a better hand in the only hand that you could beat you, would you put your life saving on it? Uh, so, uh, yeah. now, I'm just going to read. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to do this now. Just one more thing. Uh, I don't know if you're living, uh, living, listening to this around the world or where you are, but we have a tunnel here, a tunnel. Uh, it's called the Westgate Tunnel. It goes under the Yarra River. Oh, I thought you were talking about the nightclub. That's the right. We did have a nut tunnel nightclub. Did you ever go to the tunnel, I did. Ivan? Did yes. you? <laughs> yeah, I did. No, I'm pure. Well, you don't have to. That, you, that was, that, that's nothing, nothing, wrong, nothing no, about no. being impure going to a nightclub. I didn't do that. I back, didn't do that in my youth. Unless you go out the back and get involved in the Bolivian booger sugar, and uh, <laughs> I don't think we we had it in those in those days. In those days, uh, <laughs> now nowadays we do. Do we? Do what, we, Ivan? Yeah, we do. Yeah, mm. we do. And what is it with football players? Why is the drug of choice cocaine? Every time, and it's come up on the the news yesterday or the day before. Why I don't. Why is it always I I, I that I I I diverse. I <laughs> get away from. Could you tell me? Just speaking of people who are absolutely hooked on drugs. Now I've never heard of Matthew Perry. Is his name? That, That's right from Friends. I'd yeah. never heard of him. <clears throat> I, I'd never watched Friends, but suddenly I see on the front page of uh, the paper here in Melbourne a picture of Matthew Perry. Uh, saying he was a great star and a good on him, he was obviously. I've read about it a bit. What in the hell are we glorifying Matthew Perry for? He was absolutely hooked on drugs, and uh, and we you say, mm. oh well, uh, why do all the footballers and that? Why does it their drug of choice? And as soon as a footballer, an AFL footballer, takes drugs, whoa, wow, they're put into the sin bin, and then people they lose their job. Matthew Perry's gone to the next level. What what was he on the front page of a Melbourne paper for? 
Who is but Matthew Perry? Sells, sells Matthew papers. Perry, back in the day, he was a superstar. I mean, much like yourself he, here in Melbourne, oh, you know, yeah. the superstar. No, no, but he was, obviously, I've read about this because, uh, you know, at some stage he was getting, they were all getting the cast a million dollars an episode. And it, 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 was, it was massive. La- the last massive. episode they had 52 million people that apparently tuned into the last episode of Friends, I think he was in. Uh, yep. So if Matthew Perry is... Why are we glorifying Matthew Perry, who was uh, part of a cast and a very successful show, who was a recidivist drug user, and um, why? And and they say, oh, well, he had a bad life and all that. Couldn't have a better life in the world. Yep. A better start and be more revered. And we have suddenly made we have put him on the front page of the paper. There's pages and pages of how great he was. Well, he might have been great, but. Why are we? Why are we um, glorifying? That well, he did person? so much. He he made so many people happy yes. in his day, and I know people go off the rails, much like uh, some people I know. Um, but you got to remember the people for the good of they are, not for what they have done. Probably, and that's one thing you always say. You know, why should we always bring up the past and the bad things that are all these sports stars and mm. celebrities? Why aren't we remembering the good things that we did, that they did for us, with the joy that they bring at the point in time when they're winning or their success or their the viewing? Don't we have some well, type we, of memory? Because all we've got well, is we memories. We have remembered the good things he's done, but they've gone on and on and on. They've played. Uh, so he was a great star, and uh, he fell on hard times. What better start or what better career would you want to have to get over taking drugs? He got over it and then he got back on it and then he got over it again. Uh, what better start in life? It's some people are down and out and just... Uh, if, if he gets hooked on it and we're glorifying the great career of Matthew Perry... Um, Obviously uh, just a slow news day. Yeah, oh, yeah. Slow well, news, well that, that's my heck, point. No. How would he get his dial but on then the again, front like, page of the paper? If he's donating $1,000 to the local RSPCA, he's not going to get six pages dedicated to him in the <laughs> Herald Sun, is he? <laughs> RSPCA, I'm... No, I'm meaning if you're doing good things. It doesn't get in the paper. What was that, Ivan? If he's donating money to the RSPCA... You're not you going to get that first chair you're sitting in. <laughs> yes, that that, that that's Don's ro- chair. They're going to say there is something about that chair over there that you're sitting in. What has that got to a thousand dollars to the RSPCA? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, Ivan? <laughs> this this bloke next walked topic. In, next. This bloke walked into this bookstore, and he said, uh, "Have you got?" Have you got a book entitled The Drawbacks to Having a Small Penis? And the bookseller said, it's not in yet. And he said, yes, that's the one. <laughs> Did you find that humorous? <laughs> I, I thought that was humorous. Can't uh, help yourself, can you? No. The drawbacks to <laughs> Was that just a penis. memory of your said, self? No, it's not in yet. He said, that's it. That's the one. Have you got it? Now, right. so now I'm going to read this out. This, this is a bit. Of, now, have a listen to this. So we had a, uh, we had a no, the no vote overwhelmingly. I still rigged because it didn't win by as much as it should have. The no vote about uh, the voice, and um, I thought, well, that's about the the sort of end of it. I mean, God, if you can't get a better indication that people have had a gut full of all this stuff. Well, have a listen to this. This is an advertisement for a. Uh, this is an advertisement by um, the National 
Basketball Association, National Basketball League, is it? NBL? National Basketball League. Uh, second tier sport. It, it is. I mean, it's a... That's American, isn't it? No, NBL. Is no, NBA. Straight what's, what's, Oh, NBA, I'm thinking of. NBL. Is that what we are here? Yeah. It's what we are here in Australia. Uh, and it's a second tier sport. Fair enough. I don't mean that disparagingly, but, you know... Cricket. That's in your eyes. Some people like it. No, no, I'm, I'm, so a lot of people like mm. it, but it's not the most popular sport if you put it up against cricket and AFL and rugby league and I'm just saying that. That's all. Ratings-wise would suggest that. So um, th- this, th- this, and I, I, I thought that this was actually a piss take until I made some inquiries because um, this is an ad that was in Seek. Uh, they were, Seek are doing a, an advertisement on behalf of the NBL and um, have a listen to this. This is the job description. And they, he says, uh, it's an ad for the First Nations and Inclusion Manager. A First Nations and Inclusion Manager to be hired by the NBL. And as I say, I thought this was a joke. But it's not. Uh, um, it could have just, just read, person required to handle Indigenous affairs. That's what the, the, the one sentence could have been, p- apply if you would like to be a person who wants to handle Indigenous affairs in the NBA, NBL. So this is the job. This is the mm. job description. Yeah. Have a listen to this. Go on. One. This is the uh, tasks. Implement policies for the First Nations people. Two. Design a reconciliation and action plan. Three. Develop relationships between the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders people. Four. Establish a network of ground support for. Torres Strait Islanders and Aboriginals. Five, provide expert cultural advice. Six, act as a contact for culturally related matters. Seven, assist in the development of related initiatives of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders. Eight, understand the need of internal National Basketball League clubs. Nine, ensure appropriate cultural needs for the National Basketball League. Ten, ten, deliver personal initiations, uh, initiatives for the Indigenous... uh, Deliver personal initiatives for the Indigenous workers. Eleven, advance reconciliation journey for reconciliation action plan. Twelve, build... Accountability and transparency. 13, contribute to the reports for the Reconciliation Action Plan. 14, relevant duties as required, whatever they'd be. Uh, uh, 15, assist in the development of inclusion and diversity. 16, assist the NBL advancement of Pride Round. 17, Facilitate diversity and inclusion for the advancement of LGBTQ training. 18. People skills you need if you're going to apply and you need to have verbal skills, which means I suppose you've got to be literate or you can speak. Not sign language. 19. You get a nice office in Queen's Road. And 20. Tell us how much you want. Suggest your salary. Holy shit. I've got a question. Hang on. Though the first 18 I mentioned, the first 18 of those points 
are exactly the same. There is no difference between any of them. Uh, all they had to do is say, person required to handle Indigenous affairs. That, that is the most, that is the most cringeworthy, pandering, righteous dribble I've ever heard by someone trying to think they're um, upwardly... What is that? Is that pacifying your own guilt about what? That is absolute nonsense. But seriously, if you were looking for a job, would you look for a description with one word, one sentence in it? I mean, that looks inviting. I mean, there was, what, 20, 21 job things? That's an exciting job. There's 18 of them and they, if you, there's not one bit of difference between any of the 18. That is someone They've who's thought, I'll, out I'll write out as many, diff- as many things and say it in a different way to, uh, to impress... That is just extraordinary. Uh, what what is the NBL doing? And do you need to be Aboriginal to apply for ah, that job? Well, I'm mm. not sure if you're allowed to say that, but oh, uh, right. you had to have you had to have a had a, it says here you had to have um, people skills. Um, I've got that. Anyone can have people skills, and you had to have verbal skills. That means I've almost got that. You could actually speak. <laughs> well, that would r- probably rule you out too. And <laughs> Simon, I'm not sure. You're definitely well, out. Well, that's a job for you. Why don't uh, you put it? Well, oh, that, I, all I got to do is signal. Apply. I don't know if you've got a signal as uh, an indigenous. I suppose anyone can apply, but I have a guess who'd get the job. I've never heard that. Is just uh, what are they doing? And who who wrote they, that ad? Who they wrote years that ago. Ad? I'll tell you a story. Years ago, they used to have. In mining, so all these people in mining that are listening, you'll remember Aboriginal liaison officers. So this will go back about 20 years ago. Yes. and That's all right. Yeah. Nothing wrong they with don't that. Have them, they don't have them at the moment. So What? They don't have them at the moment. Aboriginal liaison officers. No, you, they'd say to you, if you identified as Aboriginal, they'd say, what tr- clan, tribe, yeah, tribe are yeah. you from? And they'd try and work out if you're legit or not. Now they don't have them, and anyone can identify as anything. Yes, now that's fair enough, and there's nothing wrong with having a, 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 a what did you say, Aboriginal, Aboriginal liaison. liaison. There's nothing that's wrong basically with basically what the job is. But how is. about just say it in a sentence without going on <laughs> with tw- 18 points, which mean exactly the same thing, just to show that you are evolving in this world of um, what world are we evolving in? Where ju- that is just extraordinary and. Uh, I would just repeat again, if we could just start audibly groaning when the welcome to country comes up, don't boo, but just go, oh my God, when someone stands up and lights a fire behind you uh, and uh, smoke goes up and people say, welcome to the country you're born in, uh, just just please ignore it because it, it, it's, it's the most divisive and if the government, if anyone wants a better indication of uh, why it's divisive, just have a look at the results of the poll they did to uh, completely, uh, completely discredit what the government were on about. Uh, with the voice and the welcome to country, not not necessary, completely irrelevant. Do you think those planes that Mr Joyce painted, you reckon they've been repainted? You know, the yes planes? Uh, well, well, hopefully they've scrubbed the graffiti off them and Mr Joyce has scarpered over to Ireland where he... Uh, I In hiding. Uh, well, I don't know if he's hiding, but he wouldn't come back to answer uh, what he did to that airline. Um, uh, 
particularly defacing the planes. Anyhow, that was it. I've, I've just, um, if you want to uh, get have a look at the job in seek, uh, go and uh, have a look and see if you fit any of those things, uh, which the 18 points all mean the same thing. That's just a different way of saying it. And maybe you could apply. Tell us if you get the job and tell us what salary you, <laughs> you asked them for because they don't give you a salary. They just say, suggest a salary you'd like to get. That's well, extraordinary, isn't it? One and a half million dollars for a start and then go from there. Yeah. And I'd like a bigger office in Queens Road. They said, you've got a very nice office. I want oh, yeah. a really good office and maybe a staff car and, and expenses and uh, holy mackerel, Christ, the NBL. Tickets what the what are they doing? What are they doing? Uh, just, uh, just ask, seek again. Person required to handle Indigenous affairs for the NBL. That's it. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Come in and uh, go from there. So you're you not against them having th- that officer or that position not at available. All. You're just saying that more about the buff out. You're just oh, annoyed at the wording. The your articulation nonsense that someone thought. Oh, I'm being virtuous here. Look how clever I am, and people will say, Oh, gee, look, aren't you? What a great thing you're doing. I and you'll sit there smugly thinking, Oh, gee, well, look what I've done. I've, I've honestly. I would feel really important if I actually applied for that and got that job with all those wordings. You'd be the most important person. very important. Yeah. You may not and have to report to anyone. And you go through and you say, just tell us what's the difference between implement policies, develop an action plan, develop relationships, establish a network, uh, give cultural advice, culturally related matters, um, re, 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 uh, related initiatives, uh, internal needs for the NBL, cultural needs, deliver Indigenous uh, uh, indigenous uh, initiatives for workers, advance the journey of the re- re- Reconciliation Action Plan. Uh, wh- what is the difference between any of those? There's no difference. Well, their They're reply the would same. be, They're how should I know? That's what I employed you for. Because that's the job you're applying for. So you should know exactly what you're doing. So, 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 if I, so, if you're interviewing you're me and I said to you, what is the difference between the implement the policies of, of First Nations people and 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 develop relationships between the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander? What is the difference between those two things? Uh, so I'm asking read you. Read the read the strategic plan and work it out. No, no I'm asking you. You ask for a salary. You ask you high wage so you can get I, what you I, want. I, you're I, in your I, nice office. You're the employer. I've applied. I say, could you just tell me what's the difference between uh, point one and point three and point four and point five and point eight? And could you tell me the difference between any of those, please? Well, if you get the first one, you'll know the eight. That's it. If you get the first one, you'll know the next eighteen. Mm-hmm. That's correct. So why have we got eighteen in there? Just it is just someone fluffing up their own importance who designed that ad. It is nonsense, absolute nonsense. No reflection on the NBL. Well, no reflection on the NBL as a sport or a uh, organisation. But uh, who, who would who would who would who would send that in to seek? Uh, maybe seek uh, put all that in because they get paid by the word. I don't know. Uh, all right. So now I got onto wasting money. That's a waste. That 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 adds a waste of money. If to, how much it adds, I don't know. Cut your cost by just one We'd, thing. Oh, I was on seek. Okay. Um, we've got a tunnel here. Uh, goes under the Westgate, the Westgate Bridge. How did tunnel. we divert from that? Oh, because <laughs> we got onto we got onto wasting money. Right. So if you go in under the tunnel, uh, when you get into it, there's a series of speed lights. Do you know that? that follow your car oh, yes. along the side. I've it costs millions of dollars to install. Isn't that the Burnley, Burnley Tunnel? 
Yes, under the what's well, not the Westgate. Well, it, but it's called, it comes off the Westgate Freeway. Yeah. And it goes under the Burnley the tunnel. tunnel. Yes, yeah. right. Um, not the Mullamulla. Oh, not the Mullamulla. No, the Mullamulla hasn't got speed lights, as I understand it. That's out in the uh, the, uh, the Eastern uh, East Link uh, yes. tunnel out what in was Ringwood, that formerly known as. Mm? Mulla Mulla. No, Never heard no it. it was straight up. No, oh. Straight up, yep. uh, they just dug a tunnel. Uh, so, anyway. So th- uh, if they've got a series of lights that follow your mm. car along the side, so this it's set at 80 kilometres an hour or kilometres an hour and you're meant to keep up the speed. So I'm in the tunnel the other day and the lights are going and the traffic is chock-a-block. Uh, <laughs> you can't keep up with the lights. What are the lights for? What are the lights there for? <laughs> You've got a speedo in your car. If the if the traffic is light, you don't drive light. It is not heavy traffic, and you can drive at eighty kilometres an hour. That's the speed limit. You look at your speedo and you say, "Yeah, that's what I'm driving at." Uh, and if you drive any quicker, you get booked. And if it's tr- traffic is chock a block like it is every minute of the day, and they got these lights going past you at eighty miles an hour. What is the point of the lights? <laughs> Just drive at the speed oh. of the traffic, and if it's light, don't drive over the speed oh. limit. They'd be having you, an they've spent fit. millions of dollars putting that in. <laughs> Why? <laughs> what, who decides that? Probably the people who did the ad for uh, the... Um, NBL here. <laughs> I want to know why when you go under the tunnel, remember your radio used to click into another, obviously, yeah, internally right. underneath. Mm. It doesn't anymore. No. So my, my radio goes all blurry and Can't hear it, it anymore. That's <laughs> <laughs> how so you concentrate on the lights. <laughs> and then I get confused with the lights and then yeah, yeah. I no, play. Run into <laughs> the car in front, so right. I just follow on the light. It used to override your radio, it did. And it also used to have up on the top, because I used it once, because my car ran out of petrol in the tunnel. <laughs> that's the scariest oh. thing. Besides diving yeah. off the three, a 10-metre board at MSAC, oh, <laughs> that's the scariest thing I've ever been. My car ran out of petrol. And it used to have in emergencies dial this number. Uh, but that's gone as well. So I dialed the number when my car ran out of petrol. And this, well, did that cause a... B- I, quickly jumped up onto the concrete balustrade so that uh, if people <laughs> drove into the back of my car, it wouldn't smash me over. <laughs> and eventually they send a very, very competent people, they send a big bulldozer truck with That's a right. big rubber pad on it and they <laughs> bump into the back of your bumper bar and push you out of the tunnel. I said, mate, please, careful of the car. It's uh, quite a valuable car. And they said, we couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> get, get your car out of the tunnel. Oh. How can you run out of petrol, though? It's, I mean, well, seriously. Well, you, well, one I'll, of those, I'll tell you, you I'll Put all these people late to get into work. I'll tell you, Sue. Why? That's a very good question. I hear people saying... Don't give me an excuse. I'll give you a reason. It's not an excuse. So I've got a... It's an an older car. An older car. Well, that's an excuse. I'm giving you a reason. Uh, It's an older car. It's a valuable car, but it's an older car. And the the fuel um, gauge, the gauge, the fuel gauge... Um, stopped, it, it ceased to work, it broke and when I thought it was half full because it had it on the thing, it was um, empty and uh, so I didn't realise that, how would you know that? Did well, you not your think car. you're getting good mileage out of a tank of petrol? Well, b- well I don't drive the car very often and I uh, got in it and I thought oh it had half a tank of fuel, so when I eventually got it pushed out by the bulldozer <laughs> and got it down to the uh, service man who dismantled the fuel tank, didn't have to take the fuel out of it because there was none in it. He said there was a bit of dirt or impediment that was stopping the plunger 
record an accurate thing. So I understand that. Why would you run out of fuel? But it wasn't a modern car. It was a old car where where the some some grit or dirt had got into the needle, which uh, indicated the. Uh, the plunger wouldn't work. Yeah, so I, I take that, and that's fair, fair comment. But I'd hardly my fault. Hardly my fault. But I'd, the most scary, the most scary thing I've ever been involved with is breaking down. So, so all right. So um, uh, there we go. So I, I want to read uh, just finally. Finally, we've nearly done enough of this. Uh, not quite. We've got a whole lot of things to do. I, I've. Um, I, I was interested in this. A bloke. Um, bloke rang down to the desk at uh, the hotel. What do you think of this? And he said, um, could I get a wake-up call? And the receptionist said, yep, you're an asshole." <laughs> Did you find that humorous? Yeah. Uh, someone said that to you? Uh, yeah, uh, in fact, he said... Uh, you're a C, but I've tidied it up. You cleaned it up, did you? Could I get a wake-up call, please? Yep, you're an asshole. Uh, now, um, I'm going to uh, read this out. This I'm going to read this out. This this is uh, this is a person who used to work. If you see what's going on over in uh, the other side of the world between Palestine and Israel, and the person running the country over there, this is what they said about him. This is what a person who used to be a spokesman in the previous administration <laughs> said about the, the President of the United States. I thought this was a, uh, this, ma this made it... Um, have a listen to this. This is a fair whack. Uh, this, this is from Dana Perino, who used to be a spokesman for the previous administration. But this was about Joe Biden. I am a professional where I... I'm in a profession... Come on. I'm in a profession where I must deal with highly educated, powerful, extremely wealthy and successful people who in any other setting I wouldn't consider sharing an elevator with and I have no choice but to deal amicably with them. This man, however, this is about Joe Biden. This, this is what this person says about him who's um, had to deal with him. This man, however, is born from the dregs of sewage. He is the epitome of a low life, a pathological liar and a hateful, greed-filled, unfeeling, perverted human being. He allowed himself to be fraudulently installed into the most important office in the world. He hates America, destroys lives, and I'm ashamed to admit that there's nothing but loathing in my heart towards him. That's a fair, a fair slag for someone who used to work in the industry and is in um, the political system about the current president. I wonder how many people... Um, so his ratings are down at 17%? Uh, he wouldn't know what his ratings are because he's, uh, he's, he's a stiff. He's just wandering around. He's dead, but he doesn't know it. Um, so I thought that's a fair... I, I'm, I can give a fair um, uh, posting to people every isn't day. It, isn't it, I find it so interesting that when, when you're far left or far right, like obviously as you're a Trump supporter, but you just can't help yourself but you just bag the other opposition, isn't it? Like you just... Mm. Well, have you, seen, have you seen the current president strutting the world stage, not being able to put a coherent sentence strutting. together? <laughs> strutting. Strutting. <laughs> you're almost giving the illusion he has to walk. Stumbling, falling over... Incoherent, yeah. incomprehensible. But he must be un 
relatively good he's to get in that position. Bullshit. He's just propped up. He's got someone's got their hand up. He's at the backside, <laughs> working him like a puppet. Uh, the Obama people and uh, Susan Rice, he has no idea what he's doing and he is just a Trojan horse. Uh, so, uh, speaking of horses, uh, we're going to stop this now. And, is Lloyd um, ringing yet? Uh, Where's our tip? Oh, yeah. No, don't worry, we'll be back. There's more. Um, with this we more, need the tip. There's more. Um, you better come good, I can <laughs> tell you right now. <laughs> or else we'll be doing a podcast right. Monday night. Uh, so... so Anyhow, that's it for for now. And if you've got nothing to do, why don't you trawl through the job application for um, the NBL and see if if you get the job, ring us in, ring in, and ask us, uh, tell us what the office was like in Queens Road and how much you asked uh, to uh, fulfil all those twenty duties um, uh, that the NBL have. Um, NBL, NBL have uh, asked. So, so that's it uh, for now. Uh, and ponder if you had the second best hand in the world, would you bank on the facts? Person sitting opposite you would have the best hand in poker, and would you put your life saving on it? No. Just